I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on psychology, I want to speak to you about another buzzword, let's say, that has been around for a while now, and that is ADHD. But before we begin the episode, don't forget to sign up if you are interested in knowing more about A Balanced Life and Ayurveda for the free webinar that will take place on the 3rd of December. Simply email me webinar or DM me on social, like Instagram for instance, the same thing, webinar with your email address. Enjoy the episode. Now, let's be clear on something. I'm not going to diagnose, I'm not going to say it exists, it doesn't exist, it's this and that. I use this as a base for a broader discussion on the toxic society that we live in. I kind of started it off a little bit last week in the Ayurveda episode where I just spoke about turbulence in itself and what we do with ourselves when we are in a position of turbulence, whether it's physically, geographically, or mentally, emotionally. And the reason that I link all of this together is because it is on a broader scale the subject of trauma. So let's dive into this by beginning a few years back. I want to tell you about a conversation that I had with a friend of mine who is a medical doctor in Australia. And this was while I was experiencing symptoms of exhaustion, except that I did not really know that this was what I was experiencing. So just like I spoke of last week, when I said that when we're in it, right, we are so caught up in what our mind is making things mean that we don't see the forest for all the trees, which is really the base of a lot of the problems that comes later, and which is why as well we get stuck in it so easily and can find it very hard to get out of it. So even if we would look at the different symptoms that I was experiencing and we could see with a clear mind that, of course, I was being exhausted, in the world that I was living, I was not sure of what was going on, and actually that was making things even worse, of course, because we're feeling helpless and powerless because we don't know why we just don't recognize ourselves. What I noticed mostly was that I just didn't sleep anymore. I would wake up at 2 a.m. every night, and I would be fully awake, and it was impossible for me to fall back asleep, and I would be going around solving all the issues of the world, of course, in that moment, 
or even more so, I would focus on issues that I was experiencing that seemed to be really humongous when I was thinking about them at two in the morning. And then later on in the day, maybe they didn't seem so big. Now, this had me feeling tired during the day, of course, especially after a couple of months with this ongoing situation, but also due to the fact that I was quite strongly exercising every morning. So I started also feeling um, emotionally different after um, a certain time. I was down and I also actually stopped um, menstruating for a couple of months. I didn't recognize myself, which obviously created in me a fear because there was uncertainty. I did not understand what was going on. And speaking to this friend, he said, it sounds like you have depression. Now, having the educational background that I do, number one, I knew that this was not the case. And number two, I was not stressed out too much about that opinion, let's say, or that comment. I knew how to dissect facts from perspective and opinion and that this was just one person having an idea of another person trying to help them, not having actually sat down in a consultation or anything like that. So I replied, no, I actually think that I feel that way because I'm not getting enough sleep. Not that I'm not getting the sleep because I am depressed. So one thing explains the other in the opposite way, let's say. And finally, my situation was solved by the fact that my organism just shut itself down and got me sick, which had me stay in bed with tonsillitis and high fever for a week. And so then there was no depression because after about two weeks of therefore not doing anything physically, my body reset itself and sleep became more normal and my mood improved. But the word depression has a lot of stigma to it. And if you're not comfortable with throwing those descriptive words around of mental states, you might feel a lot of things when someone uses it about your current situation. Especially if that person as well has a label of medical doctor. So in most of our minds, someone who has authority, who has knowledge, the same way that many years ago a priest, for instance, for the Western world would have, and still very much so in many parts of the world, whatever we would use as a word of priest, a rabbi, an imam, a sage, a shaman, that is what a doctor has become very much. So you might feel compartmentalized, discouraged and helpless. And I wanted to take this example because the word depression was actually in itself invented and it was used to put on a group of symptoms that the medical profession didn't really know what to do with in kind of a post-war society. So it was a way to create a label on a certain number of syndromes or 
affects that were new, actually. And actually, I would like to state that it's exactly the same thing with the current conditions that seems to be on everyone's lips. ADHD. That was also called ADD previously. But ADD is really just an older word, abbreviation, for ADHD. Recently, a friend of mine told me that she had been, well, diagnosed or kind of self-diagnosed through the internet, <laughs> through a test on the, online, with this. And as we discussed this, I could tell that she felt relief because, as she say, said it, it explained so much. ADHD seems to be an epidemic, or I would say almost pandemic. And what we find curious is that it increases amongst adults, the diagnosis, I mean. Now, I want to claim as well that as a student of clinical psychology in France, that disease was not existing it would even be said that this um, label did not exist in France. And I'm not claiming that people who have been diagnosed with ADHD are imagining things. Of course not. The symptoms are very much there. But to say that it's a disease, I'm not sure that I agree. Instead, I would say that it's the natural response to a toxic environment, to a toxic society, to a toxic world. The same way that addiction is. And there's a really big difference in doing so. And that's what I wanted to explore with you today as a first part on exploring what trauma is actually. I want to take the opportunity to mention my online program for you. It's a program dedicated to healing all kinds of typical illnesses that we find in modern days, from chronic fatigue, anxiety, digestive issues, weight gain, weight loss, insomnia, and everything in between. Now, I've put this together in a way that we assure success through three individual consultations with me, eight group sessions with a whole group, and educational material for you to digest whenever you can and want to. We work on healing whatever you want to heal, take care of whatever needs seem to be unmet in your organism, or even without trying to heal something specific, finding the perfect routine that works for you. If you are seeking to find more balance in your life, if you keep yo-yoing in how you're feeling physically, mentally, or emotionally, and never being able to really see how that stabilizes, then this program is for you. Get in touch with me, either through my website, yogisha.com, or send me directly an email. 
charlotte at yogishah.com and we'll jump on a call to talk about it more. Thank you for listening back to the episode. The very first reason that I wanted to explore it, I link back to an article that I actually wrote a couple of years back that I called Labeling Theory. It's a short one. You can find it on my blog if ever you would be interested in looking into that. Now, labeling theory is a concept in criminology and it's defined in the following way. No behavior in itself is criminal. The societal reaction to a behavior and the law makes it a crime. It means that it's the classification of a behavior in a paradigm, in a society that determines if the behavior is a crime. And this is um, actually one of the things that we learned as I was studying psychology, more so on the statistical classes that we would have, where we would speak about what is normal, right? So you have the curve of normal, the curb of normal, which is not a question of putting opinions in what is normal or what normal means. It is a simple definition that something that is the norm is what is being accepted as the most common, actually. Basically, if, if everyone is walking around with tinfoil hats because they are afraid of radiation, then that is seen as normal. But since most people are not doing that, whenever someone gets the idea that a tinfoil hat will save them from radiation and walk around with it, they are seen as deviant. And then because of, of course, the fact that what is deviant is also something that we need to separate ourselves from because we don't want to be deviant, then they are being rejected. They are being shunned. And anything that is uncertain, anything that is uncertain, will always be seen as deviant, will always be seen as something we need to reject. And the reason for that is that your brain, everyone's brain, is wired for survival. And that means that it's wired to seek patterns. Because patterns is how we make sense of things. When we make sense of things by seeing patterns, our brain needs less energy to function. And therefore, it will prioritize anything that is a pattern. If we cannot make sense of something, it takes us more energy to try to understand it, which is why we will not prioritize it. This is, of course, why we always seek what is familiar. This is why we have a tendency to prefer symmetry. 
So when we feel uncertain of what is going on with us, we will reach for certainty. I can once again then kind of just circle back to what I spoke about last week about experiencing turbulence. And when we're in that place of the turbulence, when we're in the black hole, when we're in the darkness, when we feel lonely, no matter how much knowledge we might have, we are not accessing it. And so we reach for certainty in order to pull ourselves up. It's the reason that we might go and seek a professional in order to get that certainty. But it's also the reason that I therefore said to you, in those moments, remember this one simple thing. Remember, start with one thing. Start with one very simple thing. So we reach for certainty in those moments and that's perfectly normal because of our brains. And it's the same way that a parent who is seeing their child failing it in school, for instance, will reach for the advice of the professional. And that tends to look like something, well, there's something that isn't right with my child because my child is acting differently to the other children or is not following the rules of the school. And the professional will say to them, yes, your child is being different because of this reason, because of this issue. And reassuring by saying it is biologically explained through this. And it might even be hereditary, which means genetic. So not to put any blame on anyone and to make you feel really actually powerless to the fact that it comes from your genes. And if you give your child this pill, then that will sort it out. However, since it is genetic, it means that nothing will ever be solved here. So your child will have to take this pill forever. Problem solved. Back in line, taking off the tinfoil hat or wearing the tinfoil hat, depending on what seems to be the norm. The parent goes away feeling reassured because they have been given an explanation to their uncertainty. And they will feel reassured because, of course, it is not their fault. It's not the child's fault. It's the gene's fault. They're flawed. They're flawed. All right. So this means that in a world where we can label things, it makes us feel safer. When the world is changing, when there's a lot of uncertainty around us, we will therefore seek patterns, we will seek familiarity. And when we find those patterns, it makes us feel safer because we make sense of it. And when we look at the world today, we see all these labels that are being thrown around. 
labels of conditions, of symptoms, of syndromes, of diseases. Call it depression, anxiety, ADHD. Call it autoimmune diseases of various kinds. All of them labels, call it even narcissists, empaths, love bombing, gaslighting, ghosting. It makes us feel really reassured that there's a pattern here, something that we can make sense of, recognition, and therefore makes us feel a little bit safer in a very perverse way. Perverse in the sense not straight. But what it does not do at all is explaining the root cause of it. It is not also giving us the option that maybe it is a really healthy response to an environment. And it is most certainly not giving us the option that we have the power to do something about it. Instead, we are given pills. Or instead, we are being shunned. You are deviant. There's something wrong with you. There's so much shame driving us in these behaviors. And what does that do to the image that we have of ourselves? Now let me ask you, why on earth would it be natural to take children from the age of three sometimes, or four, five, six, seven it used to be in my days. While they are in the most developmental phase of their whole being and then make them sit on chairs for hours on end day in and day out, for at least 12 years, making them listen to people who might not even be really good at what they're doing, as in educating, instructing, teaching. And on top of that, when they finally are allowed to actually leave that prison that they go to every day, they need to go home and continue so that they can come back the next day and show what they have retained in their brains of the information and then being judged through a score of how well they retain that information. 
Why would that be normal? Don't be so surprised that you are experiencing symptoms of ADHD, such as problems to focus, making mistakes quickly because you're not paying attention, having trouble finishing tasks, having problems micromanaging, organizing yourself, easily forget things or lose your personal items, getting frustrated or emotional easily, and having issues navigating your different relationships, getting in trouble with your parents, when you have been forced to go through that kind of schooling that we all have been, and a time of your life when you were supposed to learn, to play, to explore, it is not a disease. It is a perfect natural reaction to a really perverse structure of society. A society that is based on profit. We live in a world where capitalism has become the norm. And what is the main goal of capitalism? Well, it is profit. So don't be surprised if the schooling system might not have the child's personal development as a main goal, but instead how to create people that will be able to fit into the society where profit is the most important thing. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste. Thank you.